Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sports Scope on this fourth day of April. Uh, I've got number 11 through 20. Number 11 through 20, my NFL mock draft, which means that that includes the Tennessee Titans there all the way down to the 20th pick. I want to say that was uh, uh, Seattle's got two picks here. And so does Houston from from particular trades. So I've got that set up here on the program tonight. Plus Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick is uh, at a, uh, a with the power struggle between him, uh, Robert Kraft, the owner who really owns the team, obviously, and Mac Jones. There's an interesting story out today that Mac Jones was being uh, shopped is and was being shopped according to pro football talk. We'll go ahead and take our first and only break and I'll be back in 49 seconds. We'll hit the ground running here on sports scope. Hello, SportsCo followers. The program has seen tremendous growth since going five days a week. I just wanted to thank everybody for your cash contributions and sharing the program uh, with friends and families. Just a reminder, if you want to contribute to the program, go to the cash app, the word, the cash sign, and SportsCope. There are other ways to contribute to the program listed at the bottom of the screen. If you want to advertise on the program, go to sports, that is sports with an S, another S, scope, S-K-O-P-E, at gmail.com, just like it's listed at the bottom of the screen. Thank you, and enjoy the program. Okay, now I'm back here. Uh, a little bit of earth-shattering news here. Um well, maybe that is a little bit of an uh, overstatement. But uh, sports talk is a it, – it is a um, sports talk radio, sports talk podcast like mine. It is a, uh, a soap opera. It's a soap opera for uh, uh, sports lovers, particularly NFL people like myself. So this came out today. NBC Sports' Tom Curran believes Patriots head coach Bill Belichick was agitated, and he put in, in quotes, agitated with Mac Jones for seeking outside help and um, in, in 2000, uh, last year during the season. Also, pro football talk, different, different side here, uh, Mike Florio reports the Patriots have shot Mac Jones to several teams. And this is something, uh, again, I'm going to have on tomorrow program, Keith Engel from TGI Sports, going to ask him about these certain things. So here we go. All right, let's start off with this one. This is from Tom Curran. I think he's with WEE. -E uh, actually, I want to say this is with uh, NBC Sports. Okay. Belichick was reportedly unhappy with Jones. Constant on the field screaming. We've seen that on the field screaming and uh, gaslighting, uh, in particular, put off by him, you know, dog cussing essentially, uh, dog cussing the coaches on the sideline and uh, 
quote that really ticked off, paraphrasing, ticked off Bill Belichick, disloyalty. Uh, so essentially, going back to the beginning here, to last season, remember, uh, the Patriots lost their head, co- uh, their offensive coordinator to take over for the for the Raiders there, take over the head coach there for the Raiders. Then they bring in Matt Patricia, Matt Patricia, former defensive coordinator, used to be the head coach of the Lions, brought him back uh, as an offensive coordinator, brought him back as a, you can't make this stuff up. So they, they bring him back as an offensive coordinator, uh, him and Joe Judge, uh, the former Giants coach was also fired. They brought him back, but was was a special teams coach to split the offensive duties. So you guys have never you've you've never done offense before in your whole career. Let's take a crash course here on offense, and we're we're going to teach this second year quarterback. Remember uh, Josh McDaniels, the the coordinator who left. Mac Jones was uh he was a Pro Bowl alternate after his rookie year. Mac Jones don't have the strongest arm in the world, and he's definitely not the fastest guy in the world. I'll give him that. But I, I have seen him dog cussing uh the coaches on the sideline. He's way out of line there. Okay. Uh I understand him being frustrated with the two guys I just said. Zero experience. Let's crash course this and throw it on a young quarterback and expect to be successful, that is that is super ego. Play, look at hindsight on this, Pickles. That is super ego by Bill Belichick. And, and I love Bill Belichick. But that being said, that being said, for Mac Jones, a 24-year-old second-year quarterback, to, uh, to, to go outside and let it leak out, to the Alabama staff uh, to, to uh, bring in some stuff up to help out with the offense without permission from Bill Belichick behind his back doing that, then having the audacity, this 24-year-old, Pickle says he's a mediocre quarterback, to, to curse at the coaches here. And, of course, it's going to tick off Bill Belichick. So if I'm Bill Belichick, so this reminds me of a guy. This reminds me of the irritation that the Gary Busey character from Point Break 1991 hit uh, with Keanu Reeves and Gary Busey. Great movie. Great movie about the FBI investigating these guys. Uh, they were surfers and stuff, but they dressed up as ex presidents and went bank robbery. Uh, this kind of. This sense reminds me of, uh, of of that scene, and I'll play it for you because this sounds like a quarterback punk hot shot having the audacity, two years in the league, to 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 uh, to just have to to cuss out coaches at, on the sideline and go behind Bill Bill Belichick's got eight Super Bowl rings, two as an assistant, six as a head coach arguably the greatest coach of all time. You're a second-year player out of Alabama uh, who don't know nothing about nothing in NFL and have the, the ego and audacity to say that. But 
this makes me think about um, Point Break here. I think I got it in here somewhere. Point Break, Gary Busey, Keanu Reeves, 1991 hit. Listen to the soundbite. The bottom of the pool has got to do with being a special They're doing agent. training. With the Added to which indignity, I have been saddled with some blue flamer Quantico cat. Some quarterback punk. Johnny Unitas or something. The shit they pull, huh? Johnny yeah. Utah. Hey, Andrew. What? Who's your guy? What? <sighs> Pappas. Angelo Pappas. Punk. Quarterback punk. Hmm. Hmm. Quarterback punk. And so that, to, to give you a little bit more background on that scene in the movie, uh, they're into some FBI training and Busey's got this uh, blonde fold on and they're, they're doing some kind of uh, get a brick at the, uh, from, from the pool while you're blindfolded uh, and bring it up. That's part of the FBI training. He had the blindfold on. He's venting about that. This guy's been in the, uh, on the force for like 30 years. And then he says, on top of all that, I've got a, uh, I'm suited with this quarterback punk, Johnny Unitas or somebody. And it was Johnny Utah, but he didn't realize that the guy was right in front of him that he was talking about. And it was a kind of Reese character, kind of like, uh, Mac Jones being forced on Bill Belichick after, uh, working with Brady. So anyways, okay. So back to the story at hand, because that was a quarterback punk move. If you ask me about, about, uh, Mac Jones. A guy whose play doesn't back up his demands. Uh, I understand his frustration. He just went at it the wrong way. I mean, you can't just go around and go behind the back like that. So he's been being shocked, according to this. Uh, rightfully so. I just say, listen, man, that's my resume. We, 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 we made a mistake last year. We've got Bill O'Brien. Right, there you go. Carlos says, Mac, who? We've got Bill O'Brien here from Alabama, who co I want to say he coached Mac Jones at Alabama. So we have him here now. All right. Uh, they've also brought in Juju Smith Schuster. Not in love with that pick, but they did upgrade at tight end offensively and Kaskeski. And I'm not sure if that's quite enough. I'm not sure if that's quite enough. Uh, and also, Mike Florio, he's been all over this. I've given credit. You know, I have to call a spade a spade. He's been over this. Uh, Robert Kraft, during the owner's meeting, wasn't entirely committed to uh, keeping Bill Belichick around. Kraft, when asked about if he's wanting to keep Bill Belichick around to break Don Shula's regular season wins record, Okay, which he would essentially he's he's 30 wins. This was last week. The Patriots are about 30 wins off. Bill Belichick is from passing Don Shula being all time. Now he's already got the rings. Now, if he can get get the regular season wins, he would have that too. This is Krauss answer. He says, uh, look, I, I I'd like to see him break Don Shula's record, but I'm not looking for any of our players to get great stats, Kraft said. We're about winning and doing whatever we can to win, and that's what our focus is right now. And I, Pauls, it's very important to me that we make the playoffs, like Jim Moore Sr. says, 
And that's why I hope what happens next year, unquote. Now, they didn't make it this past year with that crate. And he called that an experiment. That was Robert Kraft's word. Uh, uh, that was his exact words talking about Matt Patricia. He said, well, he worked hard, but it was an experiment. Okay. So what Mike Florio is saying is what if they keep Mac Jones? By the way, so, so Mac Jones was essentially – uh, shopped around. He, he was essentially shopped around to the Raiders, just a few other teams to, to be, to be certain here. And, uh, he, he's been talked about in trade circles. Mac Jones has. Now he's not the most talented guy by no means. Uh, he, you know, he's, his, his numbers are even when he, 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 he doesn't have a, he kind of reminds me of a less athletic Alex Smith, okay, if you may. That's what he kind of reminds me of. He is a very intense guy. I do like that. He is a very hard, hard worker, and he's a serious, serious guy. That being said, I'm not really sure how talented he really is, you know. Uh, I, I'm really just not – not sure of, of, of his level of, of actual talent that, that can really back up what, what's being said. So my thing is between him and Bailey Zappi, and I was looking at this Bailey Zappi guy. Remember, he came in and played a couple of games. He had a 70% completion percentage. He was a fourth-round pick rookie last year. And Belichick also said that, well, I'm not committed to Mac being the starter next year or anybody. Everybody's got to earn their job when he was asked about it the second time, okay? So I'm going to tell you all this right now. If the, And I'm going to do a mock draft from 11 through 20, and I've got the Patriots in it, okay? I do not have them taking a receiver. I do not have them taking a receiver in the first round, okay? And... So they're already out on the DeAndre Hopkins sweepstakes. What if Aaron Rodgers, uh, Carlos, gets dealt to the Jets? That Jet game, we were joking about that last Friday, Carlos, that the Jet game uh, was 10-3. to Why was it 10-3 to last year, one of the scores in the Jet games? Because it was a turnover that turned into a touch. The defense had to score a touchdown. Uh, and so it was two bad offenses. Like my dad would say when two people uh, act like they want to fight, but they really don't want to. Uh, one's scared and the other one's proud of it. You know? Uh, so I still think Jones could still get. Now that all this is out, I still think there's a possibility. I don't know who. I still think there's a possibility Mac Jones could get moved. Okay? He could essentially get moved for this Bailey Zappi. You got an extra year with Zappi and he's cheaper and their uh their numbers are pretty they're pretty similar here. Uh they're pretty similar here to the you know five touchdowns uh five touchdowns three interceptions for Zappi. Uh, not too far off that for Mac Jones. Not not too far off that uh for for those for those little bit of um little bit of games that's been played for, for Mac Jones. Remember, he got hurt last year. So, you know, uh, 
my whole thing is if, if, if there's not a major player that's going to be acquired offensively, a receiver, because you're going to need that with the Mac Jones, uh, I, I can see this team not making the playoffs, and I can see the great Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft with the essentially um, the often used phrase when coaches are let go, uh, mutually agreed to part ways. I can see that coming up next year at the end of the season. Excuse me, at the end of this coming up season in September, when this season's over with in January, I, I think it's real. I'll, I'll put it this way: it's 50-50, man. It's fit, and and I love Belichick, but he is start. He is starting to be. He is starting to show um, some stubbornness. You know. He, he's showing some ability not to grow. Uh, we all know that this team, this league is being led by offense. And this is his quote himself. When they got blown out, remember they got to the playoffs the rookie year, his rookie year, Mac Jones's rookie year, they were blown out 45-17 by the Buffalo Bills when uh, Josh Allen put on that clinic. But look how strong the division is around him. If Rodgers goes to the Jets – uh, you know, I, I don't think they even won a game against Miami last year. I mean, the only way they beat Miami is hoping that Tua gets hurt, right? You know, Buffalo's got their number. If Rodgers goes to the Jets, I mean, they're on the outside looking in. I know he's a great coach and all, but you have to score in this league. You cannot poo-poo the offensive line, and you cannot poo-poo the quarterback play or the offense in general like he did last year. You know, I love Belichick, but sometimes that doesn't mean that he cannot be not be criticized. Okay, so it, it's it's fifty fifty, man. It is fifty fifty, and Robert Kraft emphasized playoffs. Other words, I don't care if he gets the Don Shula record. Uh, what have you done for me lately? I know that sounds cold hearted, but but that being said. Kraft would have a legitimate argument here. He would have a legitimate argument here. I wouldn't want to fire Belichick. I would try to work things out. Uh, maybe run with Bailey Zappi. Maybe add one more piece offensively. I think they're going to be okay line-wise. I think they're good at tight end. They probably need to add another receiver there. Uh, Pickle says... Pickle says the Jets would be favored to win the division. With Rodgers there, I'm going to go over the, uh, the mock draft there with the Jets involved with the draft there. And, you know, look at the teams that are winning this league. They're offensively driven. You don't have to uh, abandon the defense, but you have to protect your quarterback. I was arguing with Kareem. I've had a guest on. He said, I think they go receiver. I said, man, Kareem, if, if the players cannot get open for Tennessee – uh, those receivers don't mean nothing, man. And Chad says, it sounds like the Vrabel and the Titans, no offense but a great defense. Yes, you have to score. This is not 1986. Uh, I, I mentioned this stat the other day, and I think it was Fox Sports. I want to say Colin Coward's show. The last team to lead the league in rushing to win a Super Bowl was the 1985 Bears. Well, shoot, that was 30-something uh, years ago. Okay, we're talking 32 years ago. No, 
33 years ago, the last team to lead the league in rushing and to win a Super Bowl. So you have to have some kind of offensive creativity. you got to have some kind of offensive balance. Uh, Look at the offense, the monies that's being spent on offense the last two years. The teams that's won the Super Bowl the last three years, for crying out loud, the Rams, Kansas City, Tampa, okay? Yeah, then you want to go back, well, what happened before that? Well, yeah, it was the Patriots with Tom Bleep and Brady, with Tom Brady, you know? And by the way, 38 years ago. Thank you, Pickles. Yeah, 38. I'm off on my, you know, I'll be 42 in July, which that would have been 81. Um, That's even worse. That's even worse. We're talking almost four decades. Four decades, Pickle says, 38 years ago, since the last time a team led the league in rushing and won the Super Bowl. So you have to have balance. You have. To, we talked about this. Bills don't have any balance. They don't have a running game. Uh, John Elway, arguably the greatest prospect of all time, uh, didn't win a Super Bowl till he got had a running game with, with uh, Mike Shanahan and Terrell Davis in, in that zone blocking scheme here. You need balance here. You need quarter, proper quarterback play. And I, I'm just not sure they're ready to get that now. I do think something's going to pop, but I just don't know what and I don't know when with New England. I just don't know what uh, and I don't know when. But if you've got a 25-year-old quarterback who will be 25 in September, Mac Jones, undermining you, I can see him moving on. Plus the dog cussing, that's way out of line. Uh, I've seen Brady get mad at Josh McDaniels, but it seems like Jones was taking it to a new level. I've seen it a couple times with Mac Jones. And Brady has got five rings in his pocket doing this stuff. Jones has nothing. He's a nobody. He, he doesn't have the clout to do that. Now, I did look up some Jason McCourty, uh, recent New England Patriot here, former captain. Oh, was it Mike McCourty? Can't remember. I think it, no, I think, uh, do, 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 do. Um, yeah, I think it is Jason McCourty. McCourty, the, the, uh, the, the brother, the defensive back who was a captain, uh, who, who recently retired, he says, it might have been Devin McCourty. They're twins. Whatever. He says, I think Mac has got tremendous leadership skills. He's a hardworking guy. Now, he's already, he says, I, I, he said, I'm excited for Mac. I think the sky's the limit. Now, this guy's already retired. He has no, he had McCourty, Devin McCourty. He has no uh, Devin and Jason. Yeah, the twins. Right, the Olsen twins, the double mint twins. <laughs> Remember that off of uh, 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 Seinfeld. He doesn't. He doesn't care. You know, once you're retired, you can say whatever the bleep you want to say. And usually, guys do. You know, I'm going to read a quote from Charles Oakley a little bit later on the new NBA CBA that he said 20 years ago, and I still remembered it. Um, about about pot and stuff. But so it's a tough situation. It's a power struggle. And I'll say this, it's 50-50. 50-50 Belichick's not there this year. 
Uh, I was always a big Belichick guy. I understand this is a passing league. I do not think Brady would have had the level of success he had without Belichick. We saw once Brady got two years removed from Belichick and that that type of structure uh, from Belichick, you can't just put Brady with anybody. They looked terrible last year at times with Tampa. I know Brady is, is, is an all-timer himself, but uh, Belichick had a lot to do with that. But you you can't just totally dismiss. Now, remember, Belichick was also on the verge of potentially getting fired before Brady got there, too. So I, I want to I be clear there. But the two didn't need each other. And Belichick's starting to figure that out. But, but why is this story getting light out? I don't know. Colin Coward says usually, usually that's because somebody wants to get it out. Did 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 Bel- Belichick leak this out? Did did Mac Jones's agent through a third party, one of the coaches, tell Mac Jones' agent to leak this story out? I don't know. This is something I'm going to get in with Keith Angle, who's a huge New England fan, huge New England fan. I'll have him on tomorrow. We'll dig more deeper into this drama here in. Foxborough. All righty then. So let, let, let's go to the mock draft, Titan fans, because they are the next team on the board. Okay. All righty then. Okay. So the Titans pick at number um, number 11. And, and like I said, I was talking to a friend from work here, Kareem, today, and He's like, man, I just can't see him taking a tackle. I, I, you know, they paid Andre. I said, listen, man, you know, if if these players, he's who he said, go get a receiver. I said, if if that receiver cannot run his route without the quarterback getting clobbered, that receiver is useless. The teams that spent the most money on the offensive line made the playoffs last year. Okay, this team that spent the least. On the offensive line. This is just last year. They're ha- they have the number one pick at the end. of That was the Chicago Bears. It's not a glamorous position, but you've got to protect the quarterback. You, you, you've got to get the quarterback protection. You've got to get push in your running game, okay? I know they signed Andre Dillard. I know they signed this guy, Daniel Brunskill, at guard. I said they have uh, red. And it's known fact they need about four positions they need to replace, including Ben Jones, their center at the offensive line position. Just And I was telling Kareem today, just because you got guys penciled in today, that doesn't mean that they're not going to go with that offensive line position. Okay? So if this guy's still on the board, I think the Tennessee Titans, with that 11 pick, will select Paris Johnson, the left tackle, out of Ohio State. And by the way, when I'm done with this, I don't know if I'll do all 10 tomorrow. I'll probably do five tomorrow. I, I may try to finish it up this week and uh, and discuss it and everything. Um, so essentially, they'll have Paris Johnson to compete with Dillard at left tackle and the best man win. The, and and the, the, the loser of that will probably be converted to guard uh, or, or they'll be moved over to right tackle uh, if they beat out second year, also Ohio State player, uh, Nicholas 
Petite Freet, I guess is his name. That's the right tackle that they took in the third round from Ohio State. He played pretty much the whole season, played 16 games for Tennessee in the last year. Uh, you want competition at that. You want competition in the trenches. The greatest teams were built with the trenches. So I think they're going to take Paris Johnson at that uh, 11th pick. Uh, now, that being said, I didn't make some notes. I didn't make some notes here. I do know that, that Will Levis is on the board at 11. That's the quarterback from Kentucky. Now, if I'm Tennessee, I've got six picks here. Um, do I use that? The, it depends on if my scouts tell me that. And Carthon looks at the tape and says, you know what? This guy's a lot more talented than people's giving him credit for. A lot of really good quarterbacks have been picked from like 10 to 15. One of them was Patrick Mahomes. The other one was Ben Roethlisberger. You never know. You never know. If your scouts really see something that I don't see in a Will Levis, if he, uh, if his offensive line really was that in bad shape, if he did have a nagging injury that was pretty bad, uh, this is what you pay your your management and your player personnel. They're supposed to do their do their homework and make sure. If all that was true, then maybe they take Will Levis and sit him because uh, Ryan Tannehill, Ryan Tannehill, his contract is void after this year. Tennessee can start over. Uh, same thing with Derrick Henry. They could start over. Maybe they do the tackle situation in the second round. A quarterback's a big position. That is a heavy, heavy discussion, a critical, a critical discussion to be made uh, uh, in the meetings there with Mike Vrabel, with Ron Carthon, with the management, and even you got to get the owner to sign off on something like this. Uh, Pickle says maybe uh, Tannehill could get moved to Atlanta uh, and, and maybe get some more draft capital. That could, All of this can go down three weeks from Thursday, which is the NFL draft. We saw drama last year, folks. Remember? We saw drama last year when A.J. Brown was traded for a first-round pick just before the pick was made to the Philadelphia Eagles, and the Titans obviously uh, drafted uh, a receiver there with, with that particular pick here. So I, I think that's what's going to happen. I don't think – I think Levis is going to fall a little bit, and I, I don't think t Tennessee is going to do it. I think they're going to try Johnson – they're going to build up. They're going to see what happens and maybe go out their quarterback next year or maybe work out something with Tannehill. Uh, but that being said, with that report that we talked about yesterday, with them possibly trading up, you never know. that This this year is a total wild card because you have a new GM here. Uh, so we shall see. All right. Uh, number 12. Okay, so Houston. Remember, Houston's got two picks. Houston made that trade last year with Sean Watson. By the way, they're coming out really good with this so far. Uh, yesterday, I had them taking Bryce Young, the um, quarterback out of Alabama, with the second pick. But they also got the 12th pick. Which this is from the Cleveland Browns, who suspend. Remember, Deshaun Watson was suspended. Browns didn't have that good a season. Okay, 
Now, mind you, they did trade Brandon Cooks to Dallas. And although they can use a pass rusher and D'Amico Ryans is a defensive guy, is a defensive guy. Uh, remember, he comes out of uh, the 49ers. But they really have no skill players. They have no skill players uh, really to do anything at the wide receiver position. They're very, very uh, uh, weak there. Uh, they're very shallow there, the talent level. Uh, I could be wrong here because this is a 12th pick. They could take Nolan Smith or somebody like that. The really fast edge rusher out of uh, Georgia. But actually, I think that um, that they're, they're going to try to replace Brandon Cooks. They're going to take, by a lot of these uh, mock drafts, the top receiver here. Uh, and, and some opinions. Some opinions said it's this Smith guy, uh, Najba Smith out of Ohio State. Others say maybe it's the TCU wide receiver, uh, Quentin Johnson. I think it's going to be, and, and I have a few of the bulk drafts, I think it's going to be Jordan Addison, uh, the wide receiver out of uh, USC there. I'm sure uh, being in California, uh, I'm sure the scouts there, plus uh, D'Amico Ryans, I'm sure he's seen some USC being close to Stanford. Addison was a transfer from Pittsburgh, went to USC, tore it up last year. So I think they're going to take this Jordan Addison here to replace Cooks there, uh, to give some kind of target there for Brandon Cooks, uh, for, excuse me, Bryce Young at Alabama, from Alabama to throw to. They take Addison out of USC at wide receiver. Probably going to be wrong there, but it just seems like it makes the most sense. You know, I'm saying probably wrong because he is a defensive-minded guy. You just never know about these defensive-minded head coaches. Okay, 13. This is a very talked-about pick. This pick has been talked about for weeks. This is the New York Jets pick. The Jets have, have, have went back and forth for weeks, from what I understand, to hang on to this pick. They do not. Joe Douglas, the general manager, he does not want to give up this pick. Uh, he, he wants to add to that offensive line. He does not want to give this to the Packers. Then the Packers finally said, well, you know what? We don't want, we don't want the first round pick this year. Okay. Maybe they work out something. Remember they've got two second round picks. The jets do. All right. So I, I, I think that this is the mock drafts I've looked at. They do need help on that line. If they're going to get Rogers, they are moving some people around this Barry Tucker guy. I don't think they're, from what I read, they're not really in love with him at left tackle. They're air quote, not sold pickles with this guy. So I think they take this Broderick Jones offensive tackle out of Georgia and uh, they plug him in at 13 for the New York Jets. Okay. All righty then. And you know what? I was and plus, yeah, they 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 need help at corner uh Houston. Houston, you can you can run on Houston. That's another thing. You can run on Houston. Uh now I'll say this. If Jalen Carter's there at 12, I don't think he will, but I think you I had him going to Detroit at six. If Jalen Carter's there at 12, there's going to be a discussion, Pickles. That's a defensive tackle out of Georgia. But they don't have 
any skill. They've got some pretty good running backs, but as far as wide receivers, I mean, you really are digging to find a Houston wide receiver that could do anything. You know, they traded them all away or got rid of them. Okay, so 14, just talking about this next team, the New England Patriots, okay? Uh, again, you, you, you have to look at a team like the Patriots, what suits their personality. Ideally, this is me and you talking, audience. Ideally, if I'm in charge of the Patriots, I just said that they need a receiver like nobody's business. They had a good defense last year. They practically shut out a red-hot Joe Burrow in the second half last year. Pickles on Christmas Day, remember that? Christmas Eve. That really cold, uh, uh, cold Christmas Eve with the talent they had last year. Joe Burrow, that was really hot. But they come up just short. They come up just short in the comeback. So uh, this is a strong cornerback draft. A lot of the monks have got, including Mel Kuyper, have them taking a corner. It's just who? It's a very good cornerback draft, too. It's the deepest position. So uh, the best one available, and from the one that I see pop up, uh, a big-name guy, got, a, got a, a dad that was dedicated to defense, Joey Porter, linebacker from uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. He had a son. Man, I'm telling you, getting older. Yeah, he has a son named Joey Porter Jr. He's a cornerback, hard-hitting, just like Dad, except he plays corner instead of linebacker, from uh, Penn State. So I think that's what, at that 14, I think the Patriots take Joey Porter Jr. if they don't trade down. If. Uh, I was reading one article saying, love how Belichick loves to trade down, you know, uh, in the – in the draft. And, and I thought, yeah, he really does love the trade down, but he did more of that when he had Brady. I don't think, I don't want to I want to say he hasn't done that lately that I've noticed in the first round anyway. So Joy Porter, cornerback, Penn state, typical new England pick, right? Remember they let, um, they let a cornerback go last year. Uh, they need help in the secondary. Uh, I know they got John Jones there. They did sign another guy back. They've got some rookie help there. Belichick loves that position. Uh, he's going against some really, really good quarterbacks, and he needs uh, somebody to guard Jalen Waddell, somebody to guard a uh, uh, Tyreek Hill, uh, Stephon Diggs. I mean, we can go on and on and on. Garrett Wilson, maybe with – probably with – Aaron Rodgers throwing in the football out of the New York Jets. So, uh, yeah, so that's what they're going to do. They're going to take Joy Porter Jr. at 14. Okay, Green Bay, speaking of the devil, speaking of Rodgers, right, uh, most mocks would have them taking an edge rusher. One mock said that they're going to break their long 20-year-plus drought of taking a wide receiver in the first round, which is Javon Walker. Uh, Pickles, you remember Javon Walker? He did have a pretty good career. I think it was in the early 2000s, 2002, 2003, something like that. Uh, they took Javon Walker in the first round. Guy gets a really big contract with the Raiders. He got us. He wasn't a bad player. But the Packers, same people running the Packers for 100 years. 
very methodical, very predictable, don't make a lot of crazy moves. They keep things cool. They have to really put a lot. They have to put extra work into their scouting department, and they don't take wild chances. Uh, I, I just don't think that – I think that because some people – because they, they could use some help. They could use uh, – uh, what's this guy's name? Uh, Johnson there. Uh, the, the the quarterback out of uh, the the wide receiver, excuse me, out of TCU. They could use a Zay Flowers, uh, the receiver there out of Boston College, or uh, someone like that or that nature to help uh, Christian um, to help their uh, rookie last year, Watson. To help Christian Watson out last year, Dobbs was not consistent enough. He was just not, you know. But that's not going to happen. The Green Bay is going to be Green Bay. You know, they're going to be Green Bay. So I, uh, I read that they, they can use help since they, they've had some injuries at the edge. Uh, Rashawn Gary was coming back from a pretty serious injury, ACL. I think they take this really fast player out of Georgia named Nolan Smith, edge rusher out of Georgia. This guy uh, ran like a 4-3, not seriously. Go back and Google this. I'm not messing with you all. Yeah, the president, he'll always say, Seriously, seriously, I'm not kidding here. Um, he ran like a 4-3. Nolan Smith, he's quick, man. He's crazy quick. So I think they take Georgia's Nolan Smith out of uh, – put him on the edge, help out with their uh, – if you're Jordan Love, which I think it's going to be. Hopefully you think a guy like a Jalen Hyatt falls to you in the second round. Maybe that person does. Maybe you have an extra – the Jets' second-round pick, and then you get a receiver there. He's a mugger. He's quick, Pickles. He's. I mean, this defense, I mean, they destroyed people last year. They went undefeated last year. Georgia was great last year, okay? They were great the year before that. They're a loaded team, you know? This run that they're, they've won two consecutive national championships. And at times, they remind me of those early – 2000 Miami Hurricane teams, you know, that they really do. You're starting to look at the players. George Pickens got picked pretty high. You're looking at the, all the offensive linemen, guys like Nick Chubb, uh, just great defensive player at the great defensive player coming out of Georgia. Roquan Smith played for Georgia. I mean, just really fast guys. Uh, we're starting to see that out of Georgia. And I think this group is going to be really good in the pros. That Jalen Carter, if he keep his head straight, that guy's really good. This Nolan Smith, Ringo, okay. Uh, this Brock Bowers, he's not even eligible. Washington is the other guy. He's coming out this year. He's pretty good, tidy in. He's going to get drafted. But this Brock Bowers guy reminds me of Greg Olson Pickles. Uh, the, the tight end that was killing it. He was only a sophomore. He's going to be like a top 10 next year if he don't get injured, in my opinion. Okay? All righty then. So, so they take Nolan Smith, another Georgia player, off the board. Okay, Washington at 16. Now, Washington, mind you, now, mind you, folks, they got uh, Sam Howell there at uh, that former fifth-round pick. Um, You know, 
I don't I don't know what they're going. I mean, yes, they could make a move and pick up another quarterback here, but I just not sure. If you hear the organization talk now, this team is going to get sold at some point. I, I believe they'll get sold sometime in May. I, we, I've talked about this on Mac and Jack and Jim Jeffcoat's show that Daniel Snyder and his wife have been cleaning out their office. There was a report they've been cleaning their offices out last month, or excuse me, a few weeks ago. It was last month. It was in March. Excuse me. <laughs> I was right. A few weeks ago, they were spotted cleaning their offices out there. But I don't know. Ron Rivera is a pretty serious guy. Ringo's a playmaker. Yeah, Ringo. Riverboat Ron. So, Will Levis is still on the board at this point. He could get drafted there. Ron, maybe he, maybe Riverboat Ron is holding his cards close to his chest and saying, you know, maybe he runs this by the new ownership before the sale goes through. What do you think about us getting another quarterback? So there, there is a possibility. There is a possibility that they do take a quarterback here, but they also have a need at tackle, at left tackle. Uh, they really haven't replaced Trent Richard. Uh, Trent Williams was a really good player. Remember, he he had it out with with Snyder and the former coaching staff there. I think it was Cal uh, Shanahan, Mike Shanahan, and he never forgave that organization. He says, "I'll never play for Washington Commanders again." Then Redskins. Remember, he was traded a few years ago to the 49ers. And they gave Trent Williams a massive contract, the left tackle there, Pickles. And they really haven't replaced that position. Uh, really good defensive line. Uh, they need help at corner. They do get thrown on. But uh, they skill positions, Johan Dotson, he's only scratched the surface. We already know what McLaurin can do. Uh, they got two running backs there. They have a fair offensive line. They don't have a bad offensive line, but they do not have a good offensive line either. I would not consider the the, the commanders to have a uh, good offensive line pickle. So what I would say is uh, I, I think they're going to take this guy from Tennessee, guys, University of Tennessee. I think they're going to take Daryl Wright um, at Tennessee. Now, they, they're, they're another team that could take Will Levis. He's still on the board at this point. But my pick is uh, University of Tennessee, this Daryl Wright guy, uh, he, he did a good job blocking Will Anderson. Supposedly the best player in the draft by some measures. He's the, he's the, the defensive end from Alabama who lined up all over the place last year. So they take Daryl Wright. Offensive tackle, University of Tennessee. Okay, now number 17, Pittsburgh. Um, Pittsburgh's really easy to figure out. If they lose a defensive piece in free agency, they're going to probably replace it if, if, if Mike Tomlin has anything to do with it, like a defensive-minded head coach, they're going to replace it in the first round. They, they, they're big at drafting defensive guys in the first round. So I do think they, they lost Cameron Sutton. Remember, we talked about this a few weeks ago. Uh, Cameron Sutton was really turned on by what Detroit was doing. Dan Campbell's becoming popular around the league. Uh, they have a good pass rush out there. Uh, you know, they got Chauncey Gardner. Uh, Gardner, Chauncey, John, the guys that had three names, whatever. 
the safety out of uh, Philadelphia. But they also got Cameron Sutton from Pittsburgh. So Pittsburgh's going to replace that cornerback. So I think they go corner. I've been reading a lot about this guy, kind of a local guy, uh, Deontay Banks from Maryland, another tall corner pickles. Uh, so I think they picked this cornerback to replace Cameron Sutton, Deontay Banks, cornerback, University of Maryland. He loves these cornerbacks. Uh, and defensive guys, if they can help it, they're going to get defensive guys early and often. That's the way they do. That's the way they do. Not unless they're that they're backed up in the corner, you know. Okay, so now I'm on number 18. Uh, 18, now this is Detroit's second pick. This is Detroit's second pick. Dan Campbell, going to Dan, speaking of the devil, right? Dan Campbell, the head coach, said, at some point we're going to need to get a quarterback here. We like what Jared Goff's doing, but at some point we're going to need to get a quarterback here. This Ben Johnson is a really highly sought-after offensive coordinator. He also likes working with Dan Campbell. This guy came back to Detroit. That's why I was telling Freddie the Pizza Man that, you know, I, I think they're going to be favored to win. They've got something special brewing up there in Detroit right now. I can't see this. I, I can't believe this, but, uh, but they do. At number 18, this is their pick. Remember, this is not the Rams pick. I had them taking Jalen Carter at number six. I think they take Will Levis. I think they take a chance with Will Levis. They want him to learn under Jared Goff for a year. Uh, Goff's only going to be 30, but they're going to be paying Goff $31 million this year. And Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator here, I think they take Levis here and Levis fall. Will Levis, he, he falls to 18 and Jared Goff's contract is over. Uh, no, excuse me. Next year, next year, they will be able to save $26 million if they cut Goff next year. It'd be 30, 30 is 30, 31. They'll be able to cut him next year and slide Levis. What that what that does is that restarts your rookie contract on a, uh, a big time on, on a quarterback. There, you restart that, and then you, you have all these other players here that are going to come up for contract eventually. Some of Aiden Hutchinson, they're going to pay him. Not unless something happens, they're going to pay him. They're going to have to start paying some of these players uh, that were drafted just a few years ago. Guys like Aiden Hutchison, like their wide receiver. I can't remember his name now, but the guy from USC Pickles, their number one receiver, they're going to have to start paying him. You know, the guy whose brother plays for the Bears too, Pickles, they're going to have to start paying him. All right. Uh, so I think they take a chance at 18 with Will Levis, let him learn a year under Johnson, let him learn a year under golf. Golf ain't going to like this. Dolphin, yeah, Amon St. Brown, thank you. He's big time, man. They got him in the fourth. They got a good general manager. This new GM up there is pretty good. They got that guy in the fourth round. He's all that in a couple suit, man. You know, they, they got James Williams, the uh, Alabama receiver. Uh, he came back late from injury. So I think they're going to take Will Levis at 18. He falls that far. Just, a, just an educated guess. What do I know? Okay. 19. All righty then. Uh, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. 
defensive line's getting old. They've got their quarterback, Cal Trask and Baker Mayfield. Could they draft the quarterback? Yes. Mel Kuyper says they possibly could. Uh, Todd Bowles is going to do – He he's going to favor that defensive side of the ball. I, I really do. I think he's going to favor um, the, the defensive side of the ball. Now I've got to go to my other mock draft part two. Got to go to mock draft part three. Excuse me. Okay. So I do think that um, – let's see. So I do think that they take an edge rusher. Uh, Barrett's getting older. Uh, they're shuffling guys in. So I, I think that that they're going to take an edge rusher. And I wrote this guy's name in. He was supposed to go off the board earlier. But I think he kind of slides. His name is uh, Iowa Lucas Van Nice, N E S S. Edge Rusher, University of Iowa, goes 19 to Tampa. Now, this guy's pretty strong guy, quick on the outside. He'll probably fit in. Uh, they've got a good head coach down there. He's not the best recruiter, guys. I think his name is Kurt Ferens. The, the head coach of University of Iowa, but they've got some good players. They've had good tight ends over the years, and they've had some pretty good offensive defensive linemen over the years, and they had some pretty good offensive linemen over the years. But they really had good – they everybody blocks up there. You know, George Kittle come from uh, Hutchinson, um, McCarron or whatever his name is, that other tight end that, uh, that Detroit traded, uh, T.J. Hawkinson, excuse me. Hawkinson came from Iowa. George Kittle came from Iowa. They've had some running backs come from Iowa. Uh, occasionally, you'll hit you some good players, you know, real physical players. So this guy, this edge rusher, Lucas Van Nis, uh, he goes 19 to Tampa. Now 20, Pete Carroll, uh, people say maybe he gets a receiver. No, Pete Carroll, most of the drafts are about what I agree with. Pete Carroll gets, gets this defensive tackle. He gets this defensive tackle. Uh, there's a guy named Brian Breeze, defensive tackle from Clemson. Now, I had him taking a guy that's kind of a, a hybrid guy earlier in the draft. Uh, he's coming from uh, Tyree Wilson, I think I want to say. I got him taking them. He wants that really fast 12th man. He wants that really fast defense that you cannot do nothing with up there. He wants that Legion of Boom 2.0. And I think he's going to take with this second pick. Well, they, boy, they really got over on Denver, didn't they, Pickles? Uh, but I think they take this tackle, uh, Brian Breeze, from Clemson, and then they put him up with this um, with that Tyree Wilson guy, really quick guy to Texas Tech they take early in the draft. Okay. So that's my top 20. I'll probably end up doing uh, – Pickle says they never replaced JPP. Yeah, so they, they'll probably use this guy from Iowa. Uh, go, doing back with the Bucks. My guess is not the – I think uh, Bowles will probably get fired this year, and then they'll move on, and they'll probably go after a quarterback next year. They'll probably go after Drake May from uh, Carolina or uh, Caleb Williams from USC. 
that's my guess. Okay, so that's my 20. Uh, new CBA. Okay, new CBA for the NBA. Uh, NBA did exactly about a week ago, guys. About a week ago, I said this. I said, when, when they started talking about, appreciate it, Chad. When they started talking about um, players in the NBA playing more games to be eligible for uh, All-NBA, uh, MVP, defensive, this stuff goes huge in the player's contract. Huge. Uh, I said, they they proposed 58. I said, no. Nah, let's put it at about 65. Okay, remember for those of you who watch the program every every night, knows that's what I they know what I said. I couldn't get the sound bite because I was so busy with the small draft. Anywho, well, according to Adriel Wojciechowski, this has been agreed upon late last week. It's 65 game minimum. That's 80% to prevent this load management bullcrap. People Pay a lot of money to see these games, and, and and sometimes it's the only opportunity for us middle class people, the poor people, to take our kids to go see the game. They're expensive, and I think they should have added something else into this. Kudos to the NBA for that. Uh, I think they should have added in nationally televised games, no low management. That is a, a no, particularly for a starter. Okay. No load. Now, if you got a regular injury, you got a regular injury, but no load management for a nationally televised one of those TNT games. Those are really good. Those Thursday games, really good set. Playoffs, forget about it. So I, I think that, that they should have added that in. All right. Uh, other than that, only thing I could have said is, you know, change the start time of the season to add in. Beggars can't be choosy. Uh, I did notice that they are doing away with testing for marijuana. And I thought, what did Charles Oakley say about that? And Charles Oakley, guys, he said something about marijuana back in 2001. Charles Oakley said about marijuana in the NBA. And I couldn't believe it, man. He said that the marijuana issue... Uh, he said 60% of the players have been using there. He said this back in 2001, 60%. I think I got it on my other tablet that uh, he said this. And I thought, man, he says it, it's just not good for the league. He says, the, but, you know, I'm sure I didn't, I didn't never really read anything about that being a problem because I think the league just does away with anything. They should be more strict on marijuana usage. But now I can't find it. I don't mess around. Okay, here we go. Reef for Madness. Uh, Charles Oakley claims NBA is going up in. This was February of 01. Oakley said marijuana use is only one of NBA's serious problems. He says, this is Oakley, not me. Take it out on former New York Knicks. The players need to improve their work ethic, he said. Stay in shape. Uh, Oakley says over 16 years in the NBA, he thought that he's seen it all, but now he believes the NBA has gone to pot. That was 22 years ago, 60%. So I'm glad that somebody else, not just saying that I'm a square, thinks, hey, man, you know, 
I've read some crazy stuff about players doing that. Michael Jordan mentioned it in his documentary about the cocaine usage. Uh, you know, I'm into having a good time, but I'm also about being a pro and showing up to work every night. The NBA, they've thrown their hands up to it. I understand people, some people use it for uh, pain relief. Hey, I've got a foot that bothers me like crazy. Plantar fasciitis, I get it. But I just think that um, I'm of the school of thought that if you chronically use pot over time, it's going to slow your game down. I don't care how good you are. Uh, and, and I've heard some stuff about the best players in the league, you know. But I, I but they're going to do away with it. I guess they threw their hands up with it. Uh, that's on you. Uh, a lot of the great players, they may have, air quote, tried uh, pot, but you can tell. You can tell. You can tell who's really into it and who may have tried it. Uh, who's consistent day in and day out? So, you know, but uh, that's my only beef. But it is what it is. Uh, that, that's over my that's over my pay grade. But I'm glad that Oakley said what he said, and I'm pretty sure he stands by that to this day. And I know he's not perfect. I know he got thrown out, and there was some accusations that, that that maybe he was uh yeah, and Pickle says even Kareem and Bill Walton. Yeah, I've heard and read that too. I mean, you look at Bill Walton's T-shirts, man. You know, maybe if Bill Walton did smoke, maybe he would have got over those injuries quicker, and maybe he would have been an all-time. Maybe he would have won more. You know, you know he was well, how tall as Bill Walton? Seven foot. It's a lot easier when you're that tall. You're pretty close to the rim, you know. But I, I think maybe he could have won four or five championships. I know he had a foot problem, but. Uh, but we'll see, you know. Yeah, Phil Jackson. Uh, yeah, and they say that that's that whole culture thing. That's that whole culture thing. And I, I just don't, I just don't believe that guys do it. Uh, I think guys talk a big game, and then over time, I think, I think it really slows players down. And and a lot of the players admit it. This is what Tra Travis Henry said. This guy's got a whole bunch of kids. He's a football player. By a lot of different women, like four, like seven or eight kids. Former running back, University of Tennessee, star in the NFL. Uh, he didn't, you know, he got in some legal trouble, got in more legal trouble. He didn't say it was the women. He didn't say it was bad parenting. He didn't say it was bad crowd. He said, pot run my life. Pot. And I understand everything is in, I understand people want to compare it to alcohol and all that. And I get it. I get it. And uh, uh, moderation, you know, I'm going to hear that. But uh, it's just, you know, some of the players have the nerve to tell the truth, you know. Yeah, yeah. He, Pickle says Bill Walton is, uh, yeah, eight kids. And that's what he said. Yeah, 6'11", Bill Walton. Pretty coordinated guy. I still love Bill Walton. I ain't mad at him for it. I'm just thinking that it's something that that the players uh, hopefully one day will will come out and say, you know what? That's all BS. We just wanted to smoke for recreation, you know. Uh, and I don't know a lot of guys don't agree with me, but it is what it is. That's my opinion, you know. Anyways, if you guys like the show, share the show. I'm going to talk about this tomorrow, this Patriot thing with, with Keith Engel. He keeps up with those New England radio stations. He keeps insight on the Patriots. I'm curious of what he's got to say about this Patriot story because I think this could potentially be the great Bill Belichick's last year, Okay. 
I'll be back tomorrow, folks. Same place, same time. We'll do some more mock drafting here on Sports Scope.